welcome to episode 45 of Gears and Beers, the live portion of the Life Short Live Free podcast, where three freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk about gear we love, gear we hate, gun industry news, and give or take three or four other random tangents. Tonight on the agenda, the new 10mm MMP from Smith & Wesson, the CMMG46, the Beretta PMX, and the Neomag Alias. Our panel tonight <laughs> is made up of, as always, Mr. Andrew Johnson, Sam, the owner of Shyworks, and I'm your host, Box. This show is sponsored by Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator, and ballistic imagery. Sam, how about you tell us a little bit about Shyworks and how your day was going? Uh, well, today was today was today was a rough day. It's a little bit of a rough day, but uh, if you're not familiar with Shyworks, where I was certified customer preferred Cerakote applicator. Um, basically what we do is you tell us how you want your gun to look and, and we make it a reality. Anything from, from camos to battle worn finishes to crazy theme guns to any, anything you can come up with as kind of our specialty is, is doing whatever the heck you want. So um, also you can check out our website, shyworks.com. We got all sorts of mag magazines, uh, Glock backplates, uh, patches, shirts, all sorts of goodies over there. If you use coupon code LSLF10, you get 10% off your entire your entire order over there. So go check it out. Just realized my mic was muted that entire time. So <laughs> the first half of this introduction ah. was, was nothing. <laughs> but nobody <laughs> cares about that. I might as well run over it again since nobody heard it. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the Smith & Wesson 10mm MMP, the CMMG46, the Beretta PMX, and the Neomag alias. Okay, back to the introduction. We're also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery. Uh, fuck, I am all over the place tonight. Photography, videography, and wall art for those of us that love freedom. Take your business to the next level by giving it the look it deserves. They can provide you with product photos for your website, images for an advertisement, content for your social media, or even film a commercial. Or if you're just looking to hang something on your walls, check out ballisticimagery.com and use code Gears and Beers for 10% off your order. Ballistic Imagery, bulletproof quality. See for yourself on Facebook and ballisticimagery.com. Okay, well, that's been of a a rocky start tonight, <laughs> but we're back into it. Sam, you had a rocky day, <laughs> huh, bud? Yeah. They can't all be, they can't all be winners. Um, I, I, I started drinking though. So, um, hopefully I tried to try to clear my, my super bad attitude I was having before I hopped on the podcast and just yelled at you guys the entire time. That's a, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Uh huh. Justin, uh -huh. how about you? Have you had a better day than Sam? Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> We've got a, a five-year-old boy that uh, did not have school today, and it was very apparent that he did not get recess. Um, yeah, it's been uh, loud and challenging today. <laughs> so, yeah, and the wife is kind of at minimum capacity. Um her due date is December 23rd, you know, and they were talking, well, probably the first week in December, we'd probably be seeing a baby maybe, you know, and, uh, she went in for a 36 week appointment yesterday and they said, well, you're dilated to a three. So 
you're going to need to sit a lot and, and <laughs> kind of do nothing. So, um, we actually are scheduled to have her induced on Monday. So, and they said, if you make it that long, so Ooh. it's, uh, getting pretty stressful around here. We thought we had a lot more time than we really do. So I imagine <laughs> it's a little stressful around here today, but we're getting through it. We're getting through it and, uh, going to have, uh, going to skip all the family Thanksgivings and just kind of have a lay low. I got up and went to town tonight and bought groceries and stuff to have a little miniature at home Thanksgiving tomorrow. So I don't blame you. That would, yeah. that's, that's a little too close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would, so hey. do you, you hear that listeners? Do you hear what he's going through and he's still <laughs> making time to get on here and record a podcast for you? What a guy, what a guy. Yeah. And with a smile on his face, he hasn't bitched all yeah. day long. I'm like our other host. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut it. I didn't bitch at you guys too much. Hey, that's much appreciated. I may have lost my cool. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we get into the show? Well, what are you guys drinking? Anything funky or just normal? No, just normal stuff. Just normal. I did um, with dinner tonight, though, or I guess for dinner. I haven't ate anything, but I had a Founders Breakfast Stout. I had heard from a few people at work that it was really good, and I was like, oh, saw them at uh, the store tonight, so I grabbed them. And it is a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Double it, chocolate coffee, coffee oatmeal. It yeah, sounds it is, very, uh, very sounds like heavy and filling. It yeah. is very heavy. I drank one and I was like, okay, that's enough. But I was going to say, that's also like a meal. It was a meal. It was very filling. Like I said, what I had for dinner, that's what I had for dinner. Um, but they're also, uh, I think it was like twelve ninety nine for four cans or four bottles of this shit. Wow. It's like, yeah, it was pretty steep, but it's, this founder's place, supposedly this founder's place has like one best beer in the world a couple years in a row or best stout or something like that. They've like won their category. They're, so, they're 12 ounce bottles or 16? 12 ounce bottles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of alcohol, did you guys hear there's a, there's a booze called Rittenhouse Rye. Uh-uh. and everybody everybody was buying it just obviously because to, to celebrate the the verdict yeah and the, the company came out was like if don't buy us if you're celebrating that i'm like oh my lord i, I thought about buying some if i could find some i don't know where that's I'd, funny uh, i don't know where you'd get it but i yeah. chuckled i mean huh interesting i mean if they're they're making money off of the deal without right right doing anything like, they could have just kept their mouths shut and made a, probably a fair bit of money but it, right. they must, that, was a, that was a smarter option would be to keep your mouth shut yeah but. to just sit there shut up and collect your paycheck yeah probably yeah. probably better than the alternative though where they just turn their entire brand <laughs> over like all about Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse and true exploit all that shit very true okay how about now okay we're doing it
start off the news segment tonight. I'm sure most of you have probably heard Smith and Wesson. I said that with some twang. Smith and Wesson, Smith and Wesson. <laughs> has released a 10 millimeter MMP. And your boy, Mr. Andrew Johnson, is here to tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, Smith and Wesson released their full size frame. M&P M2.0 in 10 millimeter. Um, so they're kind of building off of that 45 ACP frame for this. Um, they're offering it in a four inch and a 4.6 inch barrel option. Um, both having a 15 plus one standard capacity and both being um, optics ready pistols. So um, like I said, it kind of carries that, they're, they're kind of using that same frame as the 45 ACP. Um, but you're just basically, you're getting better ballistics than the 45 ACP. Um, they're really kind of going for that bear country pistol. Um, there's a lot of people who have 1911s chambered in 10 millimeter. Um, Glock builds a couple of guns in 10 millimeter. Um, they've got the 29, which is a subcompact. Um, they've got the 20, which is kind of like your four inch, or I think it's a four and a half inch barrel, somewhere similar to this. And then they've got a Glock 40, which is a six inch barrel. Um, so these guys are kind of competing with that. Um, the one thing that they do have over that, uh, Glock 20 which is the closest in barrel length to this is they do offer it optics ready. Now Glock doesn't offer the Glock 20 in optics ready. So, um, the good thing about another benefit that they have for this new, um, 10 millimeters that they're also doing the flat face trigger, like they've done on their like performance centers and some of the newest ones. Um, plus they have like the updated front slide serrations, um, which are currently, I believe only, they say are only available on like the, um, law enforcement models and things like that are the only thing they offer them on other than this currently. Um, so yeah, they offer it in the two different barrel lengths. They both have that flat face trigger, the new updated flat face trigger and the updated front slide serrations. All of the models are optics ready and it really should be. I mean, for anybody who's looking for something 10 millimeter, and in my opinion, yes, it's more expensive than 45 ACP, but it is a much more capable cartridge than 45 ACP. So to use that frame and build something for that cartridge is really a smart choice on their, on their end, I guess. People have been begging for 10 millimeter stuff for years now. Mm -hmm. Talk to me like I'm four. What is the appeal of 10 millimeter really? Is it, is it not going to be another 40? So 40 Smith and Wesson is called 40 short and weak for a reason. So 10 millimeter was created before 40 Smith and Wesson. The FBI actually wanted 10 millimeter as their service cartridge. Well, all these weak wristed pussy ass FBI agents couldn't handle the recoil and pass their qualification tests with 10 millimeter. So what they ended up doing was shortening the 10 millimeter to 40 short and weak, 40 Smith and Wesson. 
therefore less recoil and they could, they could handle it better. Same thing with nine millimeter and 380. It's just a shortened case. So 10 millimeter is just the parent cartridge for 40 Smith and Wesson basically. Um, yeah. Yep. So the 10 millimeter is, it's kind of just like a hot rod 45, I guess. Um, and another what's 10 millimeters parent cartridge for 357 SIG also, I believe. I think 357 SIG is just a 10 millimeter neck bottlenecked to a 357 or nine millimeter uh, projectile. Um, but yeah, the 10 millimeter is, is really popular in kind of the outdoor community. And like you get into Alaska and anywhere bear country and 10 millimeter is the cartridge that these guys want. Um, it's just, you know, 45 ACP, you're getting a 230 grain as far as, uh, like ball ammo goes. I mean, you want hollow point stuff. It's going anywhere from hundred what is it? 180 to 220 grains, I think. Um, but they're all roughly around 850 to 900 feet per second. Whereas the 10 millimeter is generally 180, 185 grain projectile, usually moving right around a thousand to a thousand fifty feet per or feet per second. So um a little bit faster, um, which I guess gets you a more reliable um kind of expansion of your hollow point. So yeah, it's just a it's a really trusted kind of outdoorsman cartridge as far as bear guns and stuff. So what's the cost of this thing? Oh, what is their options? It kind of depends on some of the options, um, that you select. I think it's going to be around six fifty, I believe. So yeah, based on, on their optics ready, the, the four and a quarter or no, excuse me, not four and a quarter, the four inch barrel, 15 plus one optics ready is going to be like right at that. I think they're tr really trying to shoot for that $650 mark. Their MSRP basically is 650 bucks, $660. Um, so you'll probably see them for five ninety nine. I would guess. Yeah, probably is where you'll see them at most places. Um, yeah. So the four inch barrel, they're talking six fifty four. And you can, one thing I did forget to mention is you can get them with and without the thumb safety, just like any other M and P, um, they offer with and without the thumb safety. So right around that $650 mark on MSRP, I'm guessing right around the $600 mark, um, street value. So Mike says there's a reason every used gen one and two Smith and Wesson shield you find for sale is in 40 caliber. It sucks to shoot. If 40 is weaker than 10 millimeter RIP or risk this, well, this isn't a, this isn't a shield. This isn't a shield. Mike. Yeah. This is definitely a full size, full size frame gun. This would be comparable to like a Glock 17. Um, or what's their 40 Smith and Wesson model. The Glock 23, I think is their full size 40. Um, I can't remember. I'm not a 40 so guy, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the shield 40, I have a shield 45. 
it's it's I mean snappy, but it's not it's snappy, but it's not bad. uncontrollable. No. Yeah. Like mm. I've shot a couple of four fifty four Casul revolvers that rip your hands off and hurt your wrists way worse than shooting a forty five out of a shield, you know. Um yeah, it, but it it definitely um Definitely has more recoil than a 40 Smith and Wesson. I will say that. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Moving on to something a little newer than a 10 millimeter, the CMMG 46. Sam, what can you tell us about that? Yeah. The, uh, well, the gun is newer, obviously. Um, that's brand new, just out recently from CMMG. Um, the, the, the round is, that's been around for quite a while. Um, but CMMG is kind of, they're kind of known for this sort of thing. They take, you know, some old outdated cartridge that nobody's really using a ton of and, you know, try to revive it. That's, that's what they did with the, the five, seven, um, when in an AR platform, this has been a, oh, almost two years ago. Now they came out with that. Um, but essentially what they did. They just took the 4.6 by 30, which if, if you're a gun guy, you know, that's the <laughs> HK uh, MP7 round mm-hmm. and put it into, put it into an AR. When I first saw this, I was super stoked about it. Um, but kind of the more I looked into it, it's not the reason. Okay. The reason the MP7 is such an awesome weapon is first of all, it, it's such a small package and it just shoots so much so fast. It's like guys always just guys always uh, describe it as like a, a bunch of hornets, like, a, a mm-hmm. you know, just, and that's, that's where the effectiveness effectiveness of that round comes from is you can put so many on target so fast that each individual round doesn't have to be devastating because you get, you know, with one pull of a trigger, you can get two, four, 10, 20 rounds on target in, in no time. And the thing is with any civilian platform we get, and now this is just in an AR, this is a typical AR. All they did was modified the uh, AR sized magazine to fit that smaller round in it. But now, so you have an AR sized package, just it's a pistol obviously, but you don't get any of that benefit of, you know, obviously you can shoot it pretty quick. It's nice because it has 40 rounds in there, but you don't, you're not getting any of the full auto benefit from that, you know, that made that caliber so useful. So I don't know the more that I, the more that I think about it, I mean, it's cool. And I'm, I'm and, and the one hope that I have for this is that it uh, kind of rejuvenates that round maybe. And we start getting some, some other manufacturers building off of that and putting it into something similar to an MP7. Um, that's, and the, the allure of the MP7. I want to say, I want to say that if anybody will do it, it's Caltech, (laughs) which is like the weirdest thing. Cause like, so I saw on like, and I, I love this whole MP7 thing, right? Cause people have been pushing to get the MP7 into the U S for ages. And this cartridge, 
it just like Sam said, it just doesn't make sense in a semi-auto platform and nobody wants just this cartridge. Like, so this whole CMMG chambering an AR in this cartridge, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me because it's like people want the MP seven, not the four, six by 30 cartridge, you know? And I don't know. Caltech's got that CMR, the CMR 30 in 22 in 22 mag. And I think recoil did like a, the poor man's MP seven. Cause it's still like a pistol grip mag. They like SVR one. And it's still got like the short little stock pistol grip mag, just like the MP seven. But I don't know what do you, Sam, what's your thoughts on uh, like this with a force reset trigger in the um, CMMG? Does that kind of put, put it closer to where the MP seven stands? Yeah. It, I mean, if you can get it to run reliably, I don't, you know, I don't know how that would work. I assume. And from what it looks like um, from this four, six CMMG gun, it looks like it's a standard AR system. So mm -hmm. I, it, it should theoretically work in it. Um, and then you would be getting, you'd be getting the benefit of it. Uh, <laughs> but you're still not getting the nice thing about that package is it's so small and you're not getting that benefit. You know, you still got the AR size. So mm -hmm. why don't you just run a 300 blackout, you know, right. uh, like ballistics, a little ballistics more capable. Yeah. A little more capable round far and away. But yeah. on the other side of that, the other benefit to this round is oh. it's got minimal recoil. So even mm -hmm. if, even if you are in semi-auto, you can put, I mean, you can, you can feather an AR pretty quick. You can put a lot of rounds on target. Obviously it's not going to be as effective as a fully auto system. So, and that's, and that's one thing. What is, do you remember, do you know off the top of your head, the cyclic rate of an MP7? I do not, but it's, it's fucking insane. I was just watching. Yeah. I want to say it's like 900, 950 rounds per minute or something. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy fast. It's extremely fast. And, and that's, that's why um, <clears throat> that, that gun was so effective. Um, and I did look up a little bit of ballistics, um, ballistics. Why? Like, if you don't know what this cartridge looks like, I guess I didn't explain that. It's basically just, just picture a, uh, five, five, six round. And they just like shrunk it, honey. I shrunk the kids. They just yeah. basically kind of shrunk it a little bit. Um, and it's, it's very comparable to a five, seven by 28. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with that, but the five, seven does shoot a little bit bigger, uh, bullet. And this is, I want, I want to point out that this is not a high velocity round. Um, um it's, it's, it's fairly, it's decent. No, 1900 feet per second. Um, well, I'm looking here at some, um, 40 grain bullet at 1900 feet per second. Right. I'm also looking here at a chart though. And they're saying, let's see the 40 grain that was getting, yeah, 1970, but in green, let's see the blue, like, how? they're getting 2250 out of it, but the five, seven is getting, uh, 2350. So really, it is, it is a cartridge that is specifically designed to penetrate armor also. Yep. I mean, um, but they, they do say it's very flat shooting out to 150 yards. Yeah. There's a chart somewhere out here. 
uh, somewhere here. Yeah, it's fairly decent. Um, it does drop off real fuck. It starts dropping off real hard about 160, 170. Yeah. By 200, you're really dropping off a lot. But that's the, the caliber is not meant for that. It's meant for extremely close range. Right. Um, I was watching a... Uh, it's definitely a personal defense weapon kind of cartridge. Yeah. I was watching a um, Iraq Vet 888, what is, mm -hmm. and he did a video on this gun. It's like a seven-year-old video, but he had a fully auto version. He didn't have any penetrator rounds, any armor-piercing so-called rounds or whatever. So mm -hmm. he was just using full metal, full metal jackets. And he did a, a test. He put a, a level 3A ballistics vest in front of 16 inches of ballistics gel with another vest behind it. And this is just full metal jacket, normal rounds. It was penetrating the vest easily and going all the way through that gel still. Right. Um, so it's extremely capable of, of that. But I, I mean, between that and the 5.7 by 28, I mean, they're pretty there's some differences, but they're fairly similar. And right. really, I mean, there's, there's guns that are more compact and five, seven already. So I don't know. I, I'm, it was cool. Like I was really excited when I first saw it, but I wish they would have just miniaturized the AR, the whole AR platform the whole or the whole gun instead of just putting it in an AR platform. You know what I mean? Right. Like made a smaller magazine, did something like that with it rather than just put it in an AR platform. They actually made the magazine mm -hmm. bigger, didn't they? It's a proprietary magazine. I think it holds yeah. I think it holds 40, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it's it's longer than your typical 30 round mag. Yeah. Um and I think that was to match just the capacity of the MP7. So the MP7 had a flush 20 round um an extended 30 round and then the normal kind of curved extended one that you see that's 40 rounds. And we mentioned, I've mentioned 5.7 a few times and they, there's a 5.7 P 50 that's out there. That has a, that has 50 round magazines. Um, it's super compact. Um, so you, there's a, a one way you could go that would be a better option as small as compactness. And, um, but the problem with that is the reload time with the P 50 is fucking horrible. You know, you got to yeah. pop it out. And so, you know, you give and take with everything you do, but. And just a, just a note too, um, on that four, six cartridge, anybody who is into Gucci guns and rare cartridges and expensive, this and that, I just went to ammo seek. There is zero results for 4.6 by 30. So this is actually Good luck even finding ammo for that shit. This is, mm -hmm. there's never been a gun in 4.6 in the yes. United States before. So it's, right. it's not going to be, right. you're not going to be able to go to the gun shop down the street and be like, Hey, no, but I heard, yeah. I, I heard feel, I think it was, I want to say Fiocchi. They were going to, yeah. they were going to start producing it. I, but I think they've produced it from the start. <clears throat> I, I think HK designed I mean, it, and I it, thought Fiocchi, Fiocchi was pr producing it. It could very well could possibly. I, I, I don't know. I, I saw know. somewhere. Just going to start importing it actually here. Um, but if I could get my hands at, on an actual MP7, 
Mark my words, one day I will, and it will be, it won't be none of this pussy semi-auto shit. It'll be the fun one. They don't make a pussy semi-auto one, so. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, and it'd be kind of pointless if they did. Who the fuck would want one? Right. Like I said, the, the whole caliber is built around that, so. I mean, I have seriously considered purchasing a Caltech CMR30 and hacking the fuck out of it just to make my own MP7. So, couple of questions. Yeah, Sam, what's did you get the barrel length on this? It is. I thought it was like eight something. Eight, wasn't I think it? it's eight inches. I think it's either eight and eight and a half. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't have the number in front of me, but okay. it's either eight or eight or eight and a half. I think you're right. What about the cost? I did. That's one it thing was, I didn't see actually. I think he said probably like twenty five hundred dollars. No, it was like I want to say twelve or thirteen. I believe uh, thirteen ninety nine. Okay, so around fourteen. Yeah, MSRP on either model because they've got two different models. They've got a pistol model and an SBR model. Um, MSRP on either model starts at thirteen ninety nine. Spare mags are thirty nine dollars. Yeah, I just don't see this being a super hot seller unless they can really get some freaking some uh even even when five seven came out when cmmg did that like what two years ago yeah like that round is finally starting to you can you can get it and shit but the 4.6 like i you're not gonna even if you buy the damn gun you're not gonna be able to shoot it at this point so they said they they also said uh no no known availability on uppers yet Oh, if people just, wanted to just buy an upper, yeah, right. I think I think they're available for the five seven, aren't they? So I'm sure they will yes. be eventually for the four six, yep. which I guess is good. The more the more availability to everybody, you know, that's that's great. But I admittedly didn't do too much research on on this particular one, but the few things I did see said five seven pretty much outperformed the four six in every aspect that the four six was supposedly supposed to be great at. Such the as biggest... like like NATO back when they asked for this round, the five seven outperformed it on targets with protection and was just as good on prote- on targets without protection. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't I mean it might be fun for people just to <clears throat> have and be like this is a neat round, but yeah. for doing what it's, it's supposedly like... supposed to do, I don't think it's really there. I don't think it's as much about the round as it is kind of the unicorn gun of the MP7 personally. Um, And the thing with the MP7, it is so much more compact than the MP5. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you've got, or even the P90, you know, it's kind of on that P90 scale. So you're kind of talking five, seven versus four, six with the P90 FN's P90 versus hk's mp7 so it's you know there's kind of that battle there for the pdw thing and but no i think it's i truly think they're trying to create a solution for a problem that doesn't exist you know there's not a ton of people begging for four six there's just a ton of people begging for the mp7 like honestly if they if hk brought an mp7 chambered in nine millimeter people would go fucking ballistic for it. This kind of seems to be CMMG's business model though, is oh, yeah. coming up with, with yeah. models like this and goofy fucking calibers. And yeah, 
make shit that people nobody or make shit that nobody asked for. Yeah. 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 They're good at it though. I mean, I don't get me wrong. They build some nice shit. They build, you know, like they're, what is their, don't they have a, uh, radial delay blowback nine millimeter AR and shit. Don't they don't make know. some, I mean, well, I'm they, pretty yeah, sure they I think so. They got all sort. they got, they got a shit. Their, their product line is pretty, they got a lot of shit. Um, so, but I mean, I hate to just bash on this. It, it would be a, a great, a great, um, AR for, I guess a kid, your wife, whatever, somebody that doesn't like a lot of recoil. There's other, but then again, there's other options that are going to be far less expensive for that too. Um, even, yeah, even, yeah. even the five Smith seven. and Wesson M and P 15, 22. Well, yeah. Um, I'm not a 22 fan. Um, in ARs, I, I, I've never liked that caliber in the platform. I don't know why. Maybe it's just, I'm, I just don't, maybe it's just cause I don't like rimfire cartridges very much. I don't trust them. Um, but well, if it's for a little kid to plink on the range, who gives a shit if you trust it or not. Well, no, but I'm saying it could you be, know. they, you know, your wife's AR or something like that. This it still has. Yeah. There's better options, but I could see why somebody might make that decision, I guess. So I'll just play devil's advocate here and, and say, maybe there are a few, if somebody's got a lot of money and don't care and they just, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. If you want a really expensive range toy, yeah, this would work. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should, I suppose. should we move on? Sure. This is one thing that I actually did zero fucking research on. So uh, you're going to have to really educate me here, Johnson, on this Beretta PMX. I don't know. Beretta PMX. I do do have a picture of it, but I don't know a goddamn thing about it. So I guess the new thing is this uh, PMX S, right? So the Beretta PMX um, was introduced in 2017 um, as a sub gun Time in out. Italy, the PMX or the PMX S is what we're talking about. So what we're talking about is the PMX S. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm not, I, <laughs> I was going under the PMX. That was hey, what was in Slack. So, so is no, that the same fucking fine. thing? Does, is the picture yeah, it's the work? same thing? Okay. Yep. It's the same thing. The PMX S is just, they are now producing a semi-automatic civilian mm-hmm. version. They're basically just now releasing this to the civilian market. Um, so it is only available in Italy right now, um, but they're talking uh, kind of a worldwide release basically in 2022. Um, so this should be in our market sometime next year. Um, the, so the PMX sub gun, it was kind of planned to be the replacement of the, uh, M12 SMG, which is the spaghetti Uzi. So it was kind of the, uh, Italian military submachine gun type of thing. Um, so they actually, it's, it runs 900 rounds per minute. So it's like a super high cyclic rate, um, nine millimeter 
PCC basically nine millimeter sub gun. So what they're this new PMX S the semi-automatic version is kind of that uh, pistol caliber carbine. So they're just kind of Brett kind of just throwing their hat in the ring again, you know, at trying to get a piece of that market share for the pistol caliber carbine deal. Um, I mean, it makes sense to me having kind of a, a proven military and law enforcement sub gun that they're just basically going to cut the nuts off and bring it to the U S um, especially it makes sense to me, especially knowing how good the market is for PCCs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the look of it. It seems like a fairly robust, good design. Um, it's all it polymer, takes, isn't it? It is all polymer. Um, and it is direct blowback. Um, it's, it's kind of a cool gun. It really is. It's super basic. So some, some specs on it. It's obviously a nine by 19, uh, 30 round standard capacity, seven inch barrel or 6.9 inch barrel, which makes it even better. Uh, 25.2 inch overall length, um, with the stock unfolded and then folded. It actually has an overall length of 16 and a half inches. Um, let me see the weight is 5.3 pounds unloaded. So it's not like super light and yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, it's kind of a basic, you know, real basic gun. Um, it, it's all kind of a polymer one piece independent. It's not like it takes a standard AR lower or AR nine lower or anything like that. Um, reciprocating charging handle, super basic design, but, um, yeah, see, I mean, it's, it's really similar to like an MP five K it's kind of like an updated MP five K basically, but you don't get to slap the handle, but you don't get to slap the handle. Yeah. You don't get that. H slap. <laughs> so I, you said reciprocating charging handle, but that's not like I, but it's fortunately that doesn't seem like it'd get in the way of anything. Cause it's like right in the middle of the gun. So there's not really the possibility. Yeah. It's kind of, it's you're going to get your thumb stuck behind or where's it it's not like front. a scar. Yeah. It's not like a scar charging handle where it's way up front. Oh, it's right. It's, above right, the trigger at, guard. it's right at the bolt. Yeah. So it's right attached to the side of the bolt. So you really shouldn't get your hand in the way. And I like, I do like that they, so the ejection port's still on the right side of the gun and everything, but they have put the charging handle on the left side. So you can still run everything and keeping your, you know, strong hand on the grip and, you know, not have to like underside like an AK and charge it on the wrong side and all the kinds of weird shit. So I tell you, I, I, I have a weird chubby for, for sub guns for some reason. I don't know why they're just whatever reason, like almost every one of these, if it's a sub gun, I'm like, I, I, I guess I don't ever see any that I don't like. They're just, yeah. I don't know what, why that is. I love sub guns. And I, I did notice though, that it's looks like it comes standard with tri lug on it. 
Oh yeah, which, I didn't notice that. I don't know. Trilug to me seems like a, you know, I've never used anything with Trilug on it, but it really seems to me like it kind of sucks. I I don't know. I don't know really anything about it, so I can't speak to that. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's yeah? Uh, what's a uh, price? Oh yeah, you said it's it's not in the U.S. Not, yet. Not released to the U.S. yet. They are hoping to have it released. Um, in worldwide markets in 2022, it'd be 2,500. I'm guessing it'll be around that 22 to 2,500 mark. I would have a hard time paying 20, 2,500 bucks for a, a semi-auto sub gun. Yeah. Well, you're kind of cheap. <laughs> you really are the cheapest fuck. <laughs> you kind of uh, are. I mean, I, I, there's nothing wrong with being cheap. You probably still buy single ply toilet paper, don't you? No, no. I've got, I'm not cheap anymore. Anymore, I'm more of the, uh, I buy good shit, but I'm, I'm of the buy once, cry once mentality, I suppose now. I disagree. Um, you bought a Strybog. Uh, that was like, that was like two years ago, a year ago, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're kind of cheap. I didn't have a sub gun, though, so, <laughs> you know. but the deal with that's not a $2,500 sub gun. That was a $700. True. Sub gun. And he did only cry once over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've yeah. Shot, like, I've shot like two mags through it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, I thought it was cool. Cause it's, you know, like the market's hot for that stuff, but I just don't, uh, I'm not a I'm not a big PCC kind of guy. I, oh, I I love them. they look cool. I'm not disagreeing, Sam. I think they all look cool, but it's like I uh, I don't know what the fuck I'd use one for. Other, I mean, yeah, having it on the range would be cool, but they have their. I mean. Sure, they have their uses, but I don't know what those uses are to me. I don't know how to me either. What it would be advantageous over what I already have. So, well, what right. do you? Well, I got, what do you use for home defense? Five, five, six. Right, but what's saying some some dude like walking down your hallway? If you put three five five six in him or three nine millimeter, either way, it's gonna Doesn't matter. He's dead. Right, exactly. So, what you know? One or the other. I don't understand. The your odds, point. the odds, the odds say that three shots of five, five, six are going to make sure he's dead. Three right. rounds of nine millimeter are mm, questionable. Yeah, yeah, but the other thing is, uh, I'd rather have a full blown rifle round. Okay, and that's fine. And that's but, I'm not saying that a that a pistol some, cartridge is not capable because it is. And if somebody. But, if but have you ever shot a, a five five six in, indoors? Oh yeah, like, fucking sucks. Yeah, so I could see why somebody would want to use a nine mil. Yes, it's still gonna suck ass, but it's not gonna completely shatter both of your eardrums. Like if you shoot ten rounds compared to you shoot ten rounds of five five six, guess what? You're not hearing for a month and a half. Suppress right? it. Yeah. Well, you could, but there's a lot. Then if you're using a 16-inch AR, then you have a freaking 20-inch AR. Or a 20 Nobody uses a 16-inch AR for home defense. I do. Well, that's not true. Box, I got a hacksaw. 
There's nothing wrong with six. There's nothing wrong with sixteen inches. It's just there's it's a fad now that everything has to be shorter and cooler. It's not like it's dis. There's a disadvantage <laughs> having sixteen inches for home defense, it's, especially is, in my is, home. There is a disadvantage. It is just very very minimal you know, for like, people like us. There's also a disadvantage to having a shorter barrel, especially in, a r- in rural areas. Yeah. You may have to shoot this it longer is, distances. So this is inside the house. Box, don't act like this is the only gun I have to shoot people with. I'm not. I'm just saying. I've got. I've got almost. I've got damn near every barrel length that a guy would need at this point. <laughs> Cameron says it's a fad to be shorter now than the standard length. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. It's our time to shine, Cameron. Yeah. Dang right. right. Speaking of Cameron, (laughs) Sam, I think this is this part of the show where you wanted to bitch about Cameron, huh? (laughs) Well, not not bitch about Cameron. Bitch about a a gun that that he he happened to bring me. (laughs) Um, No. And this is... I just, I was thinking today I was struggling with a, I was struggling with a AR style 12 gauge. And it seems that every single AR style 12 gauge that comes through this shop, I have had issues with, um, whether, you know, all sorts of different kind of issues. And this particular one, I started disassembling it on, on Monday. Um, generally I'll disassemble a gun one day prep it next day i'll seracote it the following day i'll put it together so monday i was disassembling this and i was just getting started on it so i was going through you know function checking it a little bit and i and i i was having difficulty um cocking it and this this particular ar or shotgun is a dual so it could be either a pump or a semi-auto which i didn't know they did that in shotguns so I was having a lot of difficulty charging it, just cocking it. And I didn't understand what was going on at the time. Um, but I, I just did my business and ripped it apart while I was putting it back together today. And it went together fairly easy. Um, but when I got it all done, everything function checked, everything was working slicker and shit, but I was still having issues with the, with, uh, charging it. Um, and eventually I went out and, t- and test fired it and it wasn't test. Fu- it was not, it wasn't functioning at all. It would not shoot. And that was because there's a block in front of the, of the firing pin. And I'm going in the f- way more depth than I need for this, for this, but I'm just getting this off my, off my chest because it <laughs> pissed me off. So essentially what was going on was something in that, in the, where the, the bolt interfaces with the barrel extension and where it locks in, there's a lock that drops down into the barrel and everything. It wasn't, it wasn't polished. It was rough. It was dirty. It was, it was fucking horrible. So I had to spend a ton of time just getting this cleaned up and everything cycling it back and forth and just getting the damn thing to even function. So it would, so it would work. Um, like I, when this came in, I am hundred percent confident that when this came in, it wouldn't have fucking fired because it was having the exact same issue. Um, so I got to thinking about quality of the gun guns that were that were um and and then I got to thinking about AR style 12 gauges. Like I don't understand, like I understand why people walk into a store and 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 buy them, 
Like I get it. They're cool. They look badass. They're like an AR style. They're a 12 gauge, you know, it's, you think, hell yeah. But I have not ever played with one that was good quality and that functioned well and that was worth a shit. So my question is, what are the benefits of an AR style 12 gauge when you got this massive ass magazine, you know, but it only fits four rounds. Like what are there benefits to this, to an AR style 12 gauge that I, uh, that I am not seeing like Johnson can like, you know what I mean? Uh, over, over a typical eight. I think, I think ergonomics. Like there's I, a reason, there's a reason you like an AR 15 over uh mini 14, right? Over yeah. a regular hunting rifle. Yeah. So when those ergonomics be the same for a shotgun, because it's the same style stock to it's ergonomics. It's, it's how you, it's not for whatever reason, most of the, most of the 12 gauge uh, shotguns, they have that, like that other additional post coming down in the back. So it's not really like a normal pistol grip. It doesn't, the ergonomics of every single one that I've picked up have just been horrible. So the VR 80, I know is kind of like the ergonomics are not right. I yep. want to see this. I really want to see this new typhoon F 12. Right. Um, that's the one that my uncle has been really, has really been interested in this new, um, typhoon F 12. And it seems to be the most, I guess, the closest to a standard AR that I've seen. Um, See, I was talking about the, it has this addition. Yeah. So but you don't not, touch that. No, but it's, it's not ergonomic and it's not, it's not comfortable. And the nice thing about a tip, like a normal AR is it is, it's a small, relatively small platform. Obviously with a 12 gauge, you got to jack everything up, you know, yeah. yep. you know, honey, opposite of honey, I shrunk the kids. So it's, it's heavy. It's not ever like, it seems like nothing ever really. It's just, it's just not smooth. It's just, so I don't, I don't think the reason for that is because it's a bunch of fucking Turkish companies building yes. garbage shit. Yeah. It's not quality firearms manufacturers making quality shit. That's the thing. It's like, Look at how many AK-12 gauges there are. Mm -hmm. Vepr-12. That is, people love the Vepr-12. Or a Sega 12 gauge, right? Right. Like, and they run. They work. If fucking Sig Sauer right now came out with a fucking AR pattern shotgun, do you think it would work? Probably. If... Smith and Wesson came out with an AR pattern shotgun. If you know all these companies who, if you know, make high quality AR 15s, if they actually sat down and said, okay, there's a market demand for a AR pattern 12 gauge. If somebody who made quality shit sat down and thought this yeah. through they could make a quality one the problem is all these are turkish shit that comes well, into this country and, and that's every single one of them 
Well, uh, yeah. And this is exactly, this is a Turkey, this is imported from Turkey. Um, and then it's just stamped Dickinson, you know, is the uh, yeah. imports it, they stamp yeah. their shit on it, but you're right. Almost every single one that I played with is from Turkey and they're all extremely, basically, basically they're all just like cheating off each other on the test. They're like, Ooh, they, they basically copy each other's and just change out a little bit with the aesthetics of it. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I guess in that point. Um, but I guess I think I, Frank, my, my, my whole point to this is like, I think just leave the ARs with the ARs and the 12 gauges. I mean, 12 gauges is a proven, is a proven platform, you know, with what we have already yeah. it works. It's, it's comfortable. It just, I love the 12 gauge. Yeah. I just think, I just think this melding. And, and Cameron, this is no, this is no disrespect to what is going on at all with this gun, with why you got this gun. This is just a thing. This is just a thing that I've noticed. Cause my uncle talks to me about this all the time. He has wanted an AR 12 gauge for the longest time. And all I can find are these Turkish imports. That yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, I... that's, that's just what, that's where they all come from. And I can't find one that I think is an actual quality, reliable firearm. And, but I get it. I get the appeal to it. I, you know, people are familiar with the AR. They're familiar with the, you know, how to operate it. And all of a sudden these, you know, these AR guys are all of a sudden like, well, my buddy wants to go pheasant hunting, but I don't have a shotgun. Oh, I know how to use an AR. That'd be cool to have an AR shotgun. So they go get one of these, you know, but yeah. Yeah. And cam, like I said, it, it, when I started this dude, I, I hundred percent get it, but just, this was, this is from a perspective of, you know, a guy that, that works on them all the time. And then I, yeah. I see the inner workings of them and I know, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but on Cliff, the right side, I didn't, I cliff, I, Smith and Wesson and quality. It's still, I mean, I get what you're saying, but Smith and Wesson is better than Turkey. Let's be real here. I mean, it's all relative here. Come on. Yeah. But on the bright side, the gun turned out freaking badass. It looks well, the Cerakote's always good when done by shy works, but this looks uh nice plug there, Johnson. Yeah. It sure looks, it looks slick as shit when it's all, all done. That's for damn. Sure. I really do want to see one of these Typhoon F12s in person, though. That really seems to be like nice, slick, standard AR handguard. Looks like you could about put any M-Lock handguard on it. It really looks like it might be the way to go. Does nobody else understand or notice what happened like five minutes ago? What? What? Sam was advocating against innovation <laughs> he's like the 12 gauge is fine the way it is just leave it be oh no yeah i guess you don't you don't hear that very often on this show do you guys sam's turning over a new leaf well it's well, an ugly ugly leaf i uh, <laughs> i i don't know maybe this is this is probably just a one-time thing this has been a long time coming just in little uh the times that I've had them in the shop and today it just put me over the edge. I don't know, Sam, I'd, I'd like to see you get your hands on one of these F12s. Uh, they seem I, to be like all billet 
actual 70, 75 billet receivers, like properly machined. It's not just a bunch of forged garbage that they stamp steel that they threw together. Yeah. But on the bright side, like I, like I said, I, I understand, I guess why people want them a little bit of a novelty and they're fun to shoot, I guess. So, um, but have you guys heard, is it, is it the 590 M? Yeah. That's mag the, fed, the Mossberg. mag fed one. Yep. Have you heard anything about them? Like, no, I don't they, think anybody bought any. I think they sold like 14 of them. Really? <laughs> Two were to demolition ranch, one to Tony. And I think that was about <laughs> the extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I mean, <sighs> mag fed shotguns are just, they're kind of weird. And, and until mag fed shotguns get more normal and <laughs> I, you know, until that's kind of the way that they move is more towards magazine fed. And the problem is with a mag fed 12 gauge, the mags are so fucking big. What do you, right. you know, it's like, and that's, I mean, the same way with the mag tube, when you quad load mags and mag tubes and competition shotguns and shit, and they hold 13 rounds. Well, the fucking magazine tube, it sticks out a foot and a half past the barrel. Well, yeah. or you got this big, you know, so now you got all this weight hanging out at the barrel end. Whereas if you got a magazine fed one, yeah, it holds 15 rounds in the magazine is big and long and awkward and stupid looking, but at least it's fucking a foot from your body instead of sticking out like a rod four feet away from your body. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. There's pros and cons to all of it. It's easier to top off a tube fed shotgun if you're in competition and stuff like that. But I don't know the weight control, I think would be better for a magazine fed shotgun. I, I don't know. There's pros and cons to both. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, well, that's that's all I got to rant about on that, though, guys. We should for should be moving on. You guys probably know what time it is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the question of the week, folks. <laughs> this one comes from Cliff in Iowa. Huh? Ooh, ooh. I wonder if that's our cliff. <laughs> cliff says, A few nights ago, just as I was nodding off to sleep, I thought I heard a sound coming from the other room. So I wiped the spit off my SIG P320 and went to investigate. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> this is going to be hard enough for me to get through. You can't fucking laugh. Right? No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> laughing. Not laughing. <laughs> Ooh. As I came into the living room, I was startled by the coat rack in the corner. It caught me so off guard that I threw my hands up and screamed. My gun flew right out of my hands. I must not have gotten... <laughs> Don't laugh. This gentleman is concerned. <laughs> Box, take this seriously. This is a write-in. This is a write-in. I'm trying to get some advice. I'm, I'm taking this. Ex- I'll take this very seriously now here. <laughs> My gun flew right out of my hands. I must not have gotten all the spit wiped off. In this moment of panic, I stumbled backwards, trip- <laughs> tripping over the spaghetti strapped. 
I thought I could do this, but I just, I can't. You're, you're really struggling. Tripping over the spaghetti strap tank top I had thrown on the floor when I got into bed. When I landed, the handle on my sink went straight up my ass. <laughs> Funny thing is, it didn't even hurt. <laughs> what the fuck? Is this a question? <laughs> yes. My question is, should I get more aggressive stippling? <laughs> Like box, I'm pretty sure you you made fun of me for the first question of the week when I was too gay because I was talking about about uh, masculine uh, hey, buddies. I, I didn't. Cliff wanted to know. Uh, Cliff has a question. Uh, well, <laughs> Cliff, um, Cliff, I think the answer to your question is. Uh, why don't you head on over to lifeshortlivefree.com slash community and you can ask your question over there and the guys will push you kind of in the right direction uh, to, to get the, to get the correct uh, stippling that you need on something, uh, something like that. Um, yeah. I, I you I know, really Cliff, I, I would, I would recommend. Yes. Check out the check out the forum on lifeshortlivefree.com. See what those guys have to say, but I have a feeling you may not <laughs> truly get a real answer from them. <laughs> what I would do is head into the shop at Shyworks in Kingsley and uh, yeah. have him laser stipple something, you know, that is a pattern that may uh suit your needs a little a little better um he may be able to get a custom pattern worked up that uh may fit you a little better so boy we have some interesting uh some interesting fans around here don't we? yeah wow i didn't know you're into that kind of stuff cliff <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that no I'm no get, we're not judging I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a phone call tomorrow <laughs> uh it was perfect well this is actually 100 percent real real question and i was sitting that round earlier about seven o'clock trying to come up with one a question and i couldn't come up with anything and cliff started giving me shit in the in the lslf group and something just clicked and i was like oh I got my question. I'm going to fuck with Cliff tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. That was, uh, yeah. Box, you're not allowed to write those questions anymore. Fuck or you. I'm the host. Which, I do what I want. Which questions are we, we read on the show? <laughs> okay. You can come up with them next time then. <laughs> boy. Okay. Uh, we should move on now that we've solved that gigantic problem to the main topic of the I, night i feel like it wasn't gigantic enough <laughs> yeah sam can you expand the grips on 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 those six hogue rubberized well, over molded i suppose <laughs> anyways the neo mag alias has been released I and mean, we've talked about neo mag plenty of times on this this podcast he's code lslf 10 
Absolutely. For $10 off, apparently. $10 not, off. Not 10%. I don't know if that was on purpose. So or get this. I, uh, I went to Neomag today to order myself a Neomag. Weird, right? Um, and they had 10% off for Black Friday. I put in our coupon code LSLF10. I got $10 off. Then I got 10% off that. Wow. Oh, shit. No kidding. Oh, hell of a good deal. So you got a Neo bag, Neo mag for. It was $40 shipped, and that was like $11 shipping. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> so our code was 10% or $10? Our code was $10. Okay. They were running the 10% off. I did not realize that they would stack. Mm. They did. <laughs> so I got $10 off and 10% off. Thank, yeah. Thank the, you, Neomag. The next mm-hmm. morning they looked at that and they're like, well, fuck, we're going to go change that. Oh, we screwed the pooch <laughs> on that deal. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they, they gave us that code. They're like, nobody's going to use this fucking code. Nobody likes these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I almost goofed though. I almost got the the Glock mag one because I was like, "Oh, I carry a Glock." No, I have metal mags. Mm. Don't get the Glock one if you got the shield mags. Anyways, they have released a clip for for holsters. It's a it's a two piece clip. You can get it for uh, your holsters that are bottom mount or top mount. Bottom mount, of course, being like like this one here where the the clips are attached at the bottom of the holster towards the muzzle end and the top ones with your more traditional clips that are up towards the uh, chamber of the weapon or up closer to your belt. But it's it's a two-piece clip and there's a piece that attaches to your belt. It slides on in between your belt and your body and it's got, I don't know, maybe an eighth inch lip on each side or on the top and bottom of the, of the belt. It attaches pretty securely, but on the inside of that, the, the uh, clip that attaches to your holster slides down into that piece and clips in there. So it's as one piece once you, once you attach it Mm -hmm. and then it's got a release on the bottom of the piece that attaches to your belt, which is, pretty handy which it has its uses yes it's a it, i'm not going to say i see any see any real uh downsides to this i have a video here somewhere that can actually probably explain it better than i can but it's it's a pretty interesting concept now you haven't really seen anything like this in the industry before this can be really useful for people that have to wear button-down shirts or tuck in their shirts for work or something, and they're concerned about your clips being seen, like something mm. uh, like these clips, obviously, you're going to see those on the outside of your belt. And if you're carrying yeah. appendix or anywhere else, I guess, rather, it's pretty obvious that you're carrying So if you're concerned about that, this would be a great solution for that. These come in two or three piece kits and the three piece kit would be, it comes with another mounting piece where you can attach it to like a piece of furniture. Yeah. Or you can screw th- it onto something. Yep. 
like your nightstand or something like that. Uh, the two piece they're asking thirty four ninety nine for, and the three piece they're act asking fifty nine ninety nine for. And right now it's only available for one and a half inch belts, but the one and three quarter inch belts is is coming. Which how many people carry or wear one and three quarter inch belts? when they're daily when, not many especially when when something like this is going to come in handy i right. mean you're not you don't need a fucking battle belt for yeah <laughs> when you're not going to be doing that with deep concealment or what whatever there is one thing that could maybe it's not even a real real problem but the only See if I could which which picture it is. It doesn't even show it, I guess. But they have a lot of ride height adjustability on this. Instead mm -hmm. of just these two screws here, or two where most of them are, they have a couple of small slots there. This is slotted all the way from the bottom, big long slot, yeah, up to probably the middle of the trigger guard. I would guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's that could be a weak point or not. If they come loose, it could be a problem. Well, my my big problem is there's not a lot of material on either side of each of those screws. Mm -hmm. And if you torque if you torque at the top of this enough, it might just be able to twist out a little bit because that material's gotta go somewhere. Probably not very likely. I'm gonna admit yeah. this is this is Definitely. Especially this being is behind a, your belt. Yeah, this is not a likely scenario at all. This is just the only... I, I try to find... I'm a skeptic. <laughs> I, I look at things and I want to see the yeah. weak points of it and figure out if it's great. That's really the only, only negative or weak side of this that I could see. That and you have to attach oh. this, this the, uh, the mounting plate to your belt as well. So if you're carrying this might that that's not a problem if you're using like your regular style belts where you just it's open on one end where there's not a buckle like you don't have a buckle on both sides of mm -hmm. your belt whereas where you can just slide it on the end, you know. But if you're carrying like a cobra a buckle, cobra or, buckle something. or something like that, you have to unscrew four screws take it off every single time and then put it back on which it depends on really how truly rigid that belt is you might be able to get it out of that like top or bottom lip that's true you but, might be able to do that but still it's i mean it'd be that's a gonna hassle be, it would definitely be a hassle it's e either that or buy a bunch of these for each one of your belts. Each belt, yeah. Because I mean, if you you're not going to be wearing the same, some maybe something like me. I wear the same belt for fucking everything. I wear the same belt yeah. whether I'm carrying or not carrying. But yeah. a lot of people they're gonna they're gonna have dressy belts. They're gonna have carry belts, concealed carry belts, something that's a nylon or something like that, or leather belts, and they're gonna want to switch in between each belt. Yeah, where you can't really do that without this being kind of a pain in the ass. Or buy, yeah, and the, buying several of them and leaving them on there. One thing is they are 
if I saw correctly, they are selling the parts independently also. Right. So you can buy like the kit I believe, and so. then you can buy separate receivers and shit in case you do want to, um, kind of add more places that you can, it's kind of like a holster dock. Right. Yeah. So it's, um, but one thing, did they say the material being used for this stuff? Cause like the, I the didn't belt see loops, that. The belt loops that they use for their actual like Neomag, their mag carriers are titanium. So I would be interested to see if they're still, you know, if they're using titanium for kind of the top and bottom pieces of that belt clip, as well as the slotted um, receiver that goes on your magazine. Cause like you say, box that kind of, uh, twisting motion. If it was aluminum, it might get brittle and break, but I don't know, I guess how titanium reacts in those scenarios, you know, is titanium a little more forgiving, um, in that kind of, in that kind of scenario. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. I'm not an expert metallurgist, but yeah, I'm not sure. I can't, there's not really a whole lot of, inf- they're not a company that dumps a ton of information i mean i had a hard right. time finding any pictures of this yeah they're thing, and their know? website is really basic like hey here's our shit buy it it costs this much how many do you want <laughs> you know like they're really they are they're not like a not one of those websites who tries to make you feel good 23 times before you buy their shit no yeah neomag is also very I think, I think they're a company that's they're very care, careful about the products that they push out, they put out, mm-hmm. and they're, they they I, everything I've seen from them, they put out an extremely high quality product. So I'm I I don't have any doubts that they've done a lot of testing and stuff um, before they put this out to market. So I I'd, I'd be fairly confident that that it's going to be a a pretty awesome system, but that's just me talking just from, and they, from that. I know that like, um, watching their stuff on Instagram too, they're, they're really particular. Like all of their, um, mag carriers have been hand bent, hand heated and bent titanium right. prior to like six months ago. All the belt clips have been hand bent because they, they had purchased a, uh, like a mechanical bender, you know, like a automated bender to do that stuff. But they wanted, they were like trying to match how all of their hand bent shit was done. So they spent like six months after they had purchased this machine, perfecting it to where it would closest replicate how they have hand bent these forever, you know? So they're definitely a company who values quality control and a quality product. So I don't think that this is something that they would just release blindly without um, testing or confidence. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's something that they are definitely very confident in their products. So I think the biggest thing is going to be, like you said, the kind of metal that the clip is made of. Mm-hmm. If that's good metal, absolutely run this thing all day long. Do whatever you want if you have the need for it. Yeah. Of course, not everyone's going to have a need for it. 
I I certainly don't. I never wear fucking tucked in shirts. So I mean, I don't know. Well, and it's not just the and it's not just the um, just uh, the the clipless aspect of it either. And I know box you hate this, but there's a lot of guys that are, that want to be able to take it out when they get in their car and clip it into you know an attachment in their car or when they get to the office you know clip it on a under their desk and i know you hate that but i know that that was something they that they had featured on one of their promo mm -hmm. videos as well yeah i i purposely left that out because i don't like advocating for that shit but yeah yeah that, right yeah so that's definitely an aspect that people will take into consideration when they when they're looking at it mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean people are skeptical of of metal and there's a lot of reason to be if it's the wrong kind of metal it's going to be a dog shit fucking clip but like i don't i'm not familiar with a lot of other metal clips i mean obviously i've ran these metal foamy style clips before those are i put those put those in a vice and hammered on them and tried to bend them before doesn't work those are tough as fuck but they're not great clips then there's Things like discrete carry concepts. These are much thinner than that. And they grab onto your belt a whole lot better. It's a much more stable platform. And it's fantastic metal. And you're not going to bend them. I mean, obviously they can be bent, but it's more than tough enough to handle it's, what, it's intended to your belt. Use. If that fucker bends in a 90 degree bend, you got problems, buddy. Yep. <laughs> your whole entire self is folded up. Yep. So if those clips, if Neo Mag's clips are anywhere similar similar to these discrete carry concepts, I don't I don't have any qualms with that design. Yeah. It has its, my, it has my its only uses. issue. Yeah, my only issue is with that long slot. Like I I wish they would have segmented that slot a little bit. <laughs> to where it wasn't mm -hmm. so much one big long slot, right? So the thing could travel a long ways. I wish it was cut up into three or four different pieces. So if it, if the screws did come a little bit loose and it did want to slide, it could only move so far before it stopped. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you lock tight your shit, clamp it down, get it set where you want it you know, your carry height that you're going for it. I mean, it really shouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And that's probably, that's probably a good practice too, is figure out where you want shit, you know, spend a, a few days a week or whatever, adjusting it and getting it right where you want it. And then once you got it, put a couple of dabs of Loctite on there and, and let it, let it stay where it is. That's probably good mm -hmm. practice for it, for any holster really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It definitely is. Um, I had something to say, but, I forgot. I got a new holster coming. Um, what what is it? Who makes Incog? Uh, G, G code. G code. Not a fan of those box. I don't have any problem with them. I mean, they're I not a, for me, but they're a holster. Well, I, the reason I I ordered one for my forty three X is I got a. I've had one for years for my um, Glock nineteen, um, and. It's a comfortable holster. I just like it. And I've been using one. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Shyworks used to make holsters, and I've been using that for years, and I love it. 
Um, but the only thing that I don't, that I don't love about it is just a one clip and I'm looking for a little bit more, uh, I'm looking for two, just a little bit more secure, uh, system. And the, the G code was one that, uh, that I, I had before and I, I know it and trust it. So I just figured I'd get another one. I ha- it hasn't showed up yet. I ordered it a couple weeks ago, but I'm sure I'll do a review or something of it when it does show up. It's probably going to be a while. I mean, I mean, I don't know how their lead time has changed, but back when I was doing holsters, their lead time was always seven, eight, nine weeks. Um, their, their website says it's usually 10 to 14 days, but I'm, I suppose yeah. they probably have ramped up their production and, and uh, it, yeah, it could be, it could be a month. Who the hell knows? I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. It'll show up when it shows up. My, I got a holster that works for me now anyway. So yeah, I was, when, I ordered, when I ordered this holster, I think it was like eight, eight to 10 weeks lead time. Yeah. Which is not unheard of in the. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, kind of typical as of right now for holster business anyways seems like everybody in the gun business is just absolutely fucking slammed. Yep. That's good though. I mean, it's good business. People are doing business. People are spending money. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing uh, we were worried about when uh, the old COVID hit shit, you know, cause our business is, I, what I do is not essential. Like it's not like holsters. Those are essential. I get that. You know, um, my business making shit look pretty. That is not an essential part of life, but for whatever reason, no people have not slowed down. They actually business doubled or tripled since, since COVID hit. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's cause Biden's got the economy just roaring. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just killing it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> Any final thoughts of the show tonight, boys? Uh, no, no, it was a fun one. I want to I touch on a couple of, uh, comments here. Summary of this episode, shorter items are much more practical than longer items. I'll agree with yep. that 100%. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cliff requested, uh, suggestions on removal from said anus <laughs> asking for a friend. I said, ask that friend for help. Um, yeah so I want to comment here Cliff said just like the liberal news media box not giving all the information to make your own decisions well see see how you are you're going to withhold information it's for the safety of the people (laughs) oh yeah I'm sure that's what CNN would say (laughs) you commie bastard (laughs) Yeah it's, been, yeah. it's been a little quiet in the comments tonight. You guys, I mean, well, it is Andrew, Thanksgiving Andrew and Cliff are in there pretty Andrew good. and Cliff have been in there pretty good. Andrew's, you know, he loves the small slots. He always I he's mean, been productive member tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he loves the small slots. I mean, he likes to say that, but he knows that he's only used big slots and he loves them just as much as the small ones that he thinks he likes. <laughs> um, Cliff, I'm sorry that you had to be berated. No, I'm not. Um, Fuck. <laughs> I was, I was out at your place yesterday, Cliff, and you need, he has a bunch of 
alpacas out there. We pulled into the drive, and one of them really needs sheared real bad. It was like uh, eaten off the ground, you know. Pulled it, came in around the corner, and I could see it from a distance, and it was stood just right, and it was eaten. It looked like a fucking black bear. <laughs> Is that a fucking bear? <laughs> what is that <laughs> oh they're llamas i was moody lied to me he told me they were alpaca alpacas but yeah it looks just like alpaca a, llama what's the difference right, all, i don't know they're all assholes right it looked just like a bear though you need to shear those motherfuckers <laughs> Okay. Uh, also, guys, uh, before we go, it is it is Black Friday week. Uh, so I did start compiling a list of uh, some good Black Friday deals that I've been finding over on the uh, LifeShortLiveFree.com uh, forum. Um, so, and like I said, it is on the forum. So if you guys find those good deals too, go over there and post them for everybody else to see. I'll keep posting them as I find them. Um, there's a few pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good deals in there. So. Head over and check it out. And if you're not interested in that, just uh, join the forum. Just uh, join in on the join in on the shit show going on over there. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Thank you for stopping by, everyone. Be sure to listen to our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers, and also on our website. If you enjoy what we do and want to help support the show, check out our Subscribestar page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, join our forum on liveshortlivefree.com slash community. If you aren't aware, Gears and Beers is recorded live every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and most of, our, most of all, our website. We would love for you to come and get involved in the conversation. Maybe I can berate you about... I don't know, getting things jammed in your ass. You know, it's it's just <laughs> fun things like that. It's a good time for everyone. Uh, check out our sponsors, Shyworks at Shyworks.com and on Facebook and Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com, also on Facebook. And that's the show, folks. It is Thanksgiving Eve. I hope everyone has a fabulous Thanksgiving tomorrow. Eat yourself into a beautiful little comfortable food coma. Enjoy your holiday. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Thank you for stopping by. Yep. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. We'll be back in two weeks. That's all we talk to you then. Remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. Have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. And defund the ATF. And reveal the NFA. And fuck the CIA. <laughs> <laughs>